0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Self-Aware Millennial. If you're just joining for the first time, I'm your host, Jay Mix. In this episode, I'm just going to be talking as I do every couple of episodes. This time, I'm going to be answering some important questions that y'all have brought forth. As a lot of you may know, the last couple of months have been really hard for me, and I contemplated suicide they didn't actually, I didn't have a plan or anything, but I was definitely in that place that if I wanted to do it, I would have. And the only thing that stopped me was thinking about my family and my little nephews that wouldn't have their, their family member anymore. And that made me sad. Um, and there's just, you know, other people, my friends everybody like I I just thought about like how they would handle and it wouldn't make things any better but when you're in a deep state of depression like that it's not that you'd want to leave everyone it's that you want the thoughts the feelings or lack thereof to stop and I've been in that place a couple of times so it's easier for me to explain it but if any of you are in that place, I'm going to leave information for you, National Suicide Hotline, in the in the show description. Y'all love these solo episodes, and I'm here for it because it's a lot easier for me to produce these episodes when I'm talking to myself and not having to schedule like other people, which is what I'm currently in the process of doing with the whole bunch of other episodes I have coming for y'all. But I'm going to give y'all what you want, and I enjoy being able to speak freely about this. I'm really grateful that in this time of my life, I have this platform and I have this support. Um, I will be honest right now, I'm not in a really good place, but the difference between me being in a lower spot now than I was a couple of months ago is that I'm on different meds. I'm on different medication than I was before and I'm able to better, to better process it. And I don't even have depression right now. I have like just a lot of anxiety that has just flared up. And I know exactly where it's from. It's not like I'm oblivious or it's just kind of coming out of nowhere. But I can't disclose exactly where it is. But just know that I have a, I have a pin on it. And thankfully, I go to four days of therapy a week right now. So I get a lot of help from therapists. And others to get me through each week right now. You would think that someone with like a big following, that they would have a lot of people to talk to about their issues or things that they just need to event and get out. And I'm currently in that spot. Not that I have a big following or anything, but even with the following that I do have is like in this current moment, like I just I feel like I want to talk to someone. And I don't have anyone. When I know that's not true It's I think it's also because of my specific Situation I feel like I can't just talk to anyone About it so The pool of people that I'm allowed To or that I feel comfortable Speaking with is just very Small This will be a short episode because I only have a couple of questions But I wanted to make sure that I answered Them um, I Last week Kind of revealed some things about just, you know, my family history. There's a family history, at least in my family, of suicide. um Rest in peace to my uncle, Jeffrey. I never got a chance to meet him. And I found out as I was rummaging through some old family, we have like a family safe where we keep like all of our birth certificates and stuff. And I was looking for mine a couple of years ago. And I was just rummaging through, through looking for mine. And I found his death certificate. And it showed the cause of death and it said suicide. And I was like, wow, okay. Was never told this. Family never let me know about this. Um, But they did say all the like great things about them that I wish I could have experienced for myself. But anyway, um, I wanted to just quickly answer some questions about mental health and just like contemplating or being in that place of like, knowing that you could commit suicide. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I probably should have added a trigger warning to the beginning of this, but I figure like with the title, that's a trigger warning in itself. So I had one person that asked me, did the medication contribute to the close call? So if you're just following me for the first time or listening in the first medication that i was taking for like the last three years was zoloft zoloft is known to elevate your thoughts of suicide while you're just getting on the medication for the first time which is why they have to monitor you and like you have to be in a safe space so that you don't do that because they that's what can happen the chemicals are still trying to rummage through your body and like put you in a stable state But it also happens as you're trying to wean yourself off of it. And I wasn't taking my medication regularly. So I was all over the place a couple of months ago. And to answer your question, yes, I did believe that the medication was contributing to the close call, but I'm a kind of person that doesn't like to, how do I put this in the best way? I don't like to blame medication for my actions. And what I decided to do, like, I know ultimately deep down in my head, this is not right. I should not be thinking this. And I know I should give myself forgiveness for it. I literally, all this just goes through my head every single day. And, you know, I battle with it. Some people, like, I hear things where people are like, you shouldn't feel victim to this. And some people are like, you are the victim to this. And some people don't even like to use the the word victim. You're like, no, you're a survivor. It's like, it it gets all over the place and it, it makes me forget like, you know, where I actually stand on it. So like, that's why sometimes I have to just like clear out all the noise and like really look deep down and like figure out where am I in this place. I don't have to be perfect, but like I do at least need to know where I sit with it without the opinions and even if they're like factual opinions, you know that doesn't make sense factual opinions, but even if they are valid, um I I have to shut everything out so that I can hear my own voice. So that's the first question. Yes, the medication did contribute to the close call. And just so everyone's aware, I'm now taking um Boostpar Yes, buspirone, whatever, something like that. And uh trileptol. Yes. Taking those two. Boospar is more of along the lines of a um I can't remember. I think it's a mood stabilizer. And trileptol is for anxiety. So taking those two have been having a decent response with them compared to Zolov, it's definitely less jarring. With Zoloft, I remember like not having an appetite and which wasn't necessarily a bad thing for me. But it was like even like when I would go exercise and stuff, it was like I just couldn't feel anything, which made me like able to like if I'm running like run much further than I normally would because I'm literally not feeling anything like I don't feel tired I don't feel fatigued it was it was very interesting but now that I'm on this medication these two medications I you know I feel all those things so I'm like okay I feel more normal so next question says did the folks that committed suicide experience some type of trauma well, I don't know how to answer that completely. The folks, I mean, I don't know these folks and i never will know these folks. I know of some folks that have committed suicide, but I've never known them personally. And I know some people that have attempted. I know a lot of us deal with not even just trauma. Like I wouldn't say that folks that all folks that commit suicide are dealing with some type of trauma, We have to understand that depression is a leading cause of committing suicide. And like I was saying earlier, once you get to that place, it's really hard to dig yourself out unless you have a support system to guide you to getting out. In my situation, I was thankful enough to just have people that encouraged me to go to the hospital because I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go because I don't like I feel like I'm better than this. I feel like I don't need to go to the hospital. I feel like, you know, I don't want to be away from like the people like my I don't want to be away from my support system. I don't want to be by myself. I have already been there before and I didn't want to like be without like my phone and like just like being shut out of the outside world for however long that they think that you are not functionable to be out there. Like I just didn't want that at that time. And I felt when I like got some when I got admitted. Um once I like settled in, like let's say that the first day second day, like when I was in the doctor's office, like just like talking to the doctor about everything. I remember when they like kind of gave me another diagnosis I was just like I felt so defeated and I remember like crying it was interesting because like I kind of held myself together up until that point and then like when someone's telling you that you may be something it just feels defeating but in the long run it's also a little relieving that there is at least a diagnosis that can potentially help you So to answer your question, did the folks that committed suicide experience some type of trauma? I mean, some of them do. Some of them just don't want to deal with the pain anymore. There's a lot of pain that comes with being in a state of depression that you can't get yourself out of. When you're waking up day to day and you can't even get yourself out of bed, you got rummaging thoughts that you just cannot shut up. Even with doing like everything, like for me, I was doing all the things that you should be doing in order to to keep yourself out of depression. And like I was exercising, I was talking to people, I had my support system, I was eating right, I was, you know, just like I was going to therapy, like I was doing everything right. But I was still like just in this really dark place. And, you know, you see like videos and just accounts of people like right before they decide to commit suicide. And you see that they're just acting fairly normal, especially when they're around people. It's not what's happening when you're around people most of the time. It's what's happening when you're not. And I think people need to realize that. that, And we all know it. We know that we are different people when we are not around each other. Um, And I think that's why it's important to be around each other in these very vulnerable moments. Because people that care about you, that love you, are going to be there for you in your worst moments. And that's a fact, period. You know, if you let people know, hey, I'm not doing okay, there will be at least someone. And if there is no one that you know, there are people that don't know you that will be there by your side. Um. So, I hope that answers the question a little bit. I know that wasn't the best, but I hope that answered it. And the last question someone said, which I felt was really important, it was a really good question. They said, um, How do I be there for someone who is in pain and considering? Now, this is where I probably should have invited some of my friends on to answer this question. <laughs> But from what I can recall from how I approached some of my friends about this, they just tried to support as best as they could. Um, They would just say, hey, I'm here if you need me. If you need to call me at any time, please let me know. Um, Some people have offered to just like be on the phone with me as I'm like doing a specific task that may trigger me or something. there's some people that are just there. Like sometimes you just need someone to sit there with you while you're while you're dealing. Um and I know when I get to that place where I just don't want to even be by myself, like I know I have people that I can go to if I don't want to be alone at night. It's really hard to be alone at night and I live by myself. So because we're so infiltrated I don't even know if that's the right word if we since we are so like enamored with our phones and we are like always online and just like time passes a lot while we're online and like on our phones and stuff most people aren't even going to like see each other in person unless you know they're working or something like that but like me like I usually do a lot of my work from home so it's like I know if I were to like commit suicide of some sort at some point um there wouldn't be many people that would probably come looking for me because they would probably assume that I'm working or out somewhere. And that's just how I feel right now. I know that's probably not true. But I think about that. I think about me. I think about other people that are contemplating. How long is it going to be until someone actually finds them? Um, so, yeah. If you know someone that's in pain and considering, you just got to be there for them. Because ultimately, it's going to be up to them whether or not they do it. Um, you have to just make sure you're providing all the resources, everything that you can do with also taking care of yourself and making sure that you are okay. It's hard. It is hard to be able to do that for yourself and for someone else. But I think it's also important to just like, don't feel like you have to do it by yourself. Bring in someone that you know can probably help. Like d- like do what you have to do as well. It takes a community It takes a community. If they start to say anything that you can tell, oh my gosh, like this person is probably going to, you know, do it to them. They have a plan. That's when you know you need to like get them to a hospital of some sort, somebody, so that they don't end up doing it because that's the goal. And just let the professionals take it from there. I will say, as a mental health professional, I'm not. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not a mental health professional. I want to just give a quick shout out to all the mental health professionals out there that are doing this work for like minimal pay. Y'all really should be giving given so much more because not only are you dealing with other people's burdens, but you're dealing with your own. And it's like it's so interesting because like I know I'm great at giving advice, especially when in terms in terms of mental health. But. For me to actually take my own advice, I'm still not very good at that. Like, that's why I have to sometimes like do episodes like this or like talk in my voice memos and like just talk everything out and then go to sleep, wake up the next day and listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, you know, that I s- sometimes you can answer your own questions if you talk to yourself or like listen to yourself back. Well, I think that's all the questions that I have. There were only three And if there are any more that spring up, I'll be very happy to answer them in the next couple of episodes. That is no problem. There's a lot of exciting news coming in the near future that I can't reveal just yet, but it is something that I hope will manifest very well, not just for me, but for everyone within the city. I realize that With this announcement, it it comes a lot of, a lot more probably anxiety and stuff. I'm already getting anxious about it because this is something I've never done before. And it's hard to find resources right now in order to like bring it all into fruition. But I'm, you know, taking a leap of faith and I'm hoping that I will have guidance once I put it out there in the world and I just hope that everyone that's listening right now understands that I have a lot of people supporting me in this podcast, but I think ultimately, at least at this current moment, it's mostly been me laying most of the burden and it it makes me just makes me think about other people that are kind of doing things on their own and having to. You know, figure it out on this. On from, how can I explain this? This will make a lot more sense once I actually announce the make the announcement. <laughs> but without actually making the announcement, it's I'm starting to understand it from another place as to how difficult it can be to be in the positions that folks are, and I can tell that po- folks with privilege it's a lot easier or folks that have an advantage. It's a lot easier, but people like myself that don't have those advantages, it's really hard and having the resources, finding the resources are just a lot much harder to come by and, you know, having people that specialize in X, Y, and Z things in order to make it come into fruition. It's just, it's just been, it's been really hard right now trying to attain that, And take care of my mental health at the same time and produce this podcast and deal with Hurricane Ida aftermath and be just a working, starving artist that doesn't necessarily know where their next paycheck is coming from. And that's real. (laughs) So the last thing I'll say is I have a Patreon if you are just joining for the first time this Patreon is how I am able to continue to bring these episodes to you It's the only way I can afford it and as the Patreon grows I would like to offer more goodies and just more things to the people that are supporting this podcast. The best way that you can support the podcast I would say is either sharing the content or joining the patreon and when you come in this patreon you will see that there's a lot more vulnerability like this i talk about my non-monogamous journeys i talk about i have also wait that's right i also have extra episodes that you can check out i'll have a lot more bonus content in the near future there's a lot there and it's i i find that it's worth it because there's certain things about me on there that i don't always reveal here on the main platform and I love at least with Patreon the connection between the people that are supporting it and myself they're just a little stronger only because they know a little bit more about me um so if you would like to join and get to know a little bit more about me please visit www.patreon.com slash the self millennial and say hello come say hi tell me why you wanted to join And I'll be sure to take care of you. All right, everybody. I hope you have a great week and I will see you next time. Again, this is the Self for Millennial Podcast and I'm your host, Jay Mix. See you later. Bye.